Welcome to the October 2023 episode of RCV Clips, our podcast about all things ranked choice voting. I'm Kelly, a member of the Resource Center staff. And in today's episode, I'll be talking with David Green from Rank the Vote about how the work at RCVRC helps advocates on the ground and how our organizations are going to be working together. That is a mouthful, but we are going to explain all of that. Stay tuned because you're going to hear a lot of great things that are getting ready to go on and getting ready to happen. But David, thank you so much for joining us today. We are thrilled to have you on the podcast. Oh, it's great to be here, Kelly. So let's get started at the beginning. What what is Rank the Vote? Now, I know some of our listeners are already familiar with Rank the Vote. Some of our listeners may even be involved with Rank the Vote. But what do you all do in the RCV space? Yeah, so Rank the Vote's purpose is to support grassroots movements around the country who are fans of ranked choice voting. So we were founded by activists from the Massachusetts effort for ranked choice voting, which was inspired by Maine's success in 2016. In Massachusetts, they had built the largest grassroots movement around RCV in the country. And we took some lessons learned and then started supporting and launching state movements around the country. I think something important is that before we existed, there were national organizations that were excited about, you know, supporting campaigns that already existed, but nobody was out there trying to like build a movement from the ground up. Um, and that's why it's really exciting to be in a place to be interfacing, you know, really directly with volunteers, building leadership, you know, building support on the ground, raising awareness. A huge element of this ra- is raising awareness because not enough people know about ranked choice voting. So I'm so glad that y'all are out here uh, raising awareness through this podcast. But yeah, that's that's most of our work. That's exciting. You know, rank the votes work and grassroots. I think that's really beneficial to the movement because we really believe at the Resource Center that working with the people on the ground who are in the jurisdiction, who are working in the elections, really gives us the best insight for how to best implement ranked choice voting. So we never go into a jurisdiction per se and say, hey, we're going to tell you how to do this. We always go to jurisdictions and say, tell us about how you run elections. Tell us about your processes, your procedures your laws, and we'll help you slot RCV into that and make it much more successful. And we know that um, successful implementation is really important because successful advocacy campaigns need to result in um, successful implementation. So we're going to pivot back a little bit again and tell us a little bit about David. Who are you? Where are you from? What's your, where'd you go to college? All that. Yeah, so I was born in Jersey, raised around Boston, went to school in Western Mass at Amherst College. Uh, when I was there, I actually majored in mathematics and theater. Um, I've been doing musical theater since I was 10, so that was like very natural. And then I enjoyed math class, and but, you know, maybe not the most typical background for a political organizer. But, you know, with ranked choice voting, there's kind of a theatrical element. There's the, you know, hey, can I talk to people on the street? Can I, you know, interface and give presentations? And then there's a mathematical element of like, you know, let me really, you know, explain clearly how this, uh, this voting system works. So it's actually worked out pretty well. Yeah, after school, I went and I was a data analyst. So, you know, again, you know, this was a big career pivot for me to be doing this. And I can talk more about that. But yeah, that's kind of where I started out. Interesting. It's funny because I think we already had discovered this or knew this, but we do have a lot of similarities. I also was very involved in theater. My children have been involved in theater and dance and music of all kinds. But the real interesting thing that I've noticed in this movement, there are a lot of us who really love a microphone. And one way that we get at that is when we do karaoke conferences. So I feel like the next time we're all together, we need to do some karaoke. It's one of my favorite things to do. I suspect you're probably pretty darn good at it. So we'll have to, we'll have yeah, to did plan you, on that. I can't remember, Kelly. Did you make it to the karaoke night that was at uh, the NetRoots convention we were at? Because... I did not. We did go to karaoke uh, 
when we were at ADS a couple of weeks ago, we went and did some karaoke with a group, but I did not get to go that first night um, to, to in the Netroots conference. Okay, we got it. Next time we're at a yes. conference together, we got to sure. throw it For on sure. the mic together. What's your, what's your favorite karaoke song to do? A good solid one to do is This Love by Maroon 5 because people forget about that song and then the beat comes on and everyone's like, whoa, and that's great. So right now my, I'm kind of feeling like Brick House or I Will Survive. So <laughs> just a little bit of a of a of a powerful song. So but definitely we're going to do that. But speaking of conferences, that's where we actually met this summer in person for the first time at the Netroots conference. Um, we spent some time with other folks doing democracy work around the nation um, in all different kinds of areas. Uh, we talked policy, we talked action, we talked um, implementation, all those things. Tell us a little bit about, I know you said you've been politically active, but how did you actually land in ranked choice voting? Yeah, so I've always been excited about politics in a sort of periphery way. Um, I think the way I actually got in was because I'm a YouTube junkie. Uh, I saw the CGB Grey video about ranked choice voting. It's a great video if you haven't seen it. It's a, it has the animal kingdom and it's it's well structured. I've met lots of people who've got into ranked choice voting through that video. So thanks CGB Grey. But yeah, I watched that vid- video years ago and I just kind of put it in the back burner. I was like, nice idea, probably won't happen, whatever. And then I... I when I had graduated college, I was just looking for kind of good things to do in the world while I was job searching for a data analyst role. And I happened to Google ranked choice voting Massachusetts. It so happened there was a ready movement happening. And I showed up to a speaker training. And at that speaker training, there was Monica Burke, who is my my current co-worker, um, and also Spencer Reynolds, who's another current co-worker, and Deb Otis, who's like the head of research for FairVote. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a stacked room. Um, and Monica asked me to be the deputy chapter lead for uh, Metro West in Massachusetts. So I did that. And yeah, basically, I volunteered on and off for two years. Um, and after that two years, I started doing some part time work with Rank the Vote. And after doing that for a while, you know, Monica was just like, hey, do you want to just like, like do this? And I was like, oh, this yeah, I mean, this is what I'm most passionate about. That sounds great. You know, I think it's it's a reform that's like so, so incredibly sensible. And it's so refreshing when you talk to people on the street and they're just like, oh, yeah, wait, why don't we do that? And I'm like, what a great question. Why don't we do that? Um, so, yeah, so it's it's um, I love that it's not a zero sum game like a lot of politics. You know, it's not people, you know shouting at each other and and trying to, you know, make sure that their idea wins. Um, it's really a, a way of building consensus. It's a great structural reform uh, that can bring people together. And through this work, I've gotten to meet people from all across the political spectrum. And it's been just exciting to see, like, you know, all these different viewpoints and how, you know, we can all come together in a big tent around, you know, this, this reform that just gives voters more voice. So yeah, just a really exciting reform to be advocating for. You know, I agree with that. And I I came to this in a roundabout way. Also, my background is really in nonprofit work. I've done some campaign management for candidates running for um, state offices and that kind of thing. But when I tell people that I work in political reform and I kind of get the eye roll like, oh, political reform, nobody wants to do politics. What do you do that for? But then I start to explain to them what it is I do exactly that, you know, it's ranked choice voting. Well, this is how ranked choice voting works. Well, this is what part I play in the ranked choice voting world. We're helping make sure that it's implemented well and fairly and securely and safely calculated the right way and and you know, that election administrators have support. I always sort of get that that light bulb on in their eyes and that they're like, huh, this is really interesting. And and North Carolinians a lot of times don't even realize that in 2010, if they voted in our special judicial election, 
that they actually voted at a ranked choice voting election. Um, we no longer have that ability in North Carolina that um, law was allowed to send down. But, um, you know, hopefully in the future, there'll, there'll be some some movement in ranked choice voting in North Carolina as well. So one of the things that you do with your job is travel. Um, you and I both intersect along the way because I do a lot of travel as well. You've been meeting with volunteers, building awareness about ranked choice voting. What are some of the insights you've gained as you've gone around the country this year? Yeah, so it's been a it's been a crazy travel time. It's funny because when we started out, it was the pandemic. With Rank the Vote started very much pandemic style, so it was all writing documents about how do you organize with COVID and all that sort of stuff. Um, so no travel at all, and then you know it's transitioned into a lot of directly interfacing with volunteers on the ground. Um, so just within the past few months, I've been to Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, uh, Illinois, Montana, Iowa. California, Texas. I'm in Arkansas right now. It's 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 been crazy. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've really you know been able to see like firsthand how many people across the political spectrum are, are like just kind of done with the political system and don't feel served by their representatives. You know, it's all I've also seen like how much demonization there is on both sides. And like for example, like I was at the Iowa State Fair with Better Ballot Iowa, and we were asking people to rank presidential candidates, and there was like a lot of dismay with the choices that they had. You know, it's just like. I don't know. I, I would love to give people better choices. And that's like a really, you know, a great, a great message to have. It's also like funny being with like a nonpartisan organization because that doesn't like, like compute for a lot of people, you know, in our, in our current society. Uh, so, you know, I'd have like Republicans assuming I was a Democrat, Democrats assuming I was a Republican, like you kind of just become whatever people want you to be. So yeah, they, you know, just having this idea of a reform, you know, or a policy that could like truly benefit all voters is incredibly just refreshing to people. They're like, Oh my, like, whoa, <laughs> it doesn't need to be this like, you know, partisan mess. You know, another thing that I, that I, you know, took away was I actually was able to do some exit polling in Arlington, Virginia, where they used ranked choice voting for the first time in June. And something I really enjoyed was that there were some people who weren't a fan of ranked choice voting, which is very fair. Something gets implemented, not a fan, but I would ask them like, you know, did you find it easy to use? And they were universally like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was fine. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, and then they would you know say they didn't like it. Um, but I think, you know, for, for people that are sometimes concerned about, oh, will this be easy for voters to use? It was just like across the spectrum, you know, you'd have supporters and non-supporters and everyone would just find it easy to use. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I find that interesting too. We, we did some informal exit polling last election cycle back last November. And um, we even had some people come out and say, we'd say, oh, what did you think about using ranked choice voting for the first time? And they'd look at us like, ranked choice voting? And we would explain where you were able to rank your candidates like, oh, 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 that. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. So um, it truly is easy. It's not, it's something that a lot of the the work we've done and research and how people use the ballot, um, people understand how to rank. It's something we do in our daily life. I, for instance, loved, we had a, a rousing um, ice cream ranking battle with our staff. <laughs> we all made the choices and had the public to vote. Of course, one of the Ben and Jerry's flavors won, as I had hoped. And um, it wasn't mine. It was Ryan's, our, our uh, policy director's favorite ice cream, but I was okay with it because it's my second favorite. You know, so so I think people really do get it. And um and that's partially where we come in. Um, our focus at Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center, as you know, is on implementation. And we find that, you know, going into an advocacy effort with implementation as part of the process, as a forethought in your mind, really does help set the stage for um, the best case scenario after passage of an RCV bill or you know pal- ballot measure legislation, whatever that looks like. And so what we do is we like to come in and make sure that we get to know all those folks on the ground. 
we understand the advocacy effort. We understand what is happening there. We understand the political lay of the land. And then also that can help us to become part of the team that implements on the backside. You can introduce us to your election officials. We can help you talk with your election officials because that's the language we speak. We have former election um, officials on staff. We have policy experts. We have all the people that can line up the right things for your, your passage to become a successful implementation. So let's talk a little bit about that. What, how do you feel about that as an advocate? What does that look like for you? Yeah, it's, it's so exciting, you know, having y'all as a resource. I mean, I love that you're called the Resource Center because it literally is just like an incredible resource to have y'all around. Because, yeah, when I, I work, you know, as I said, with with all these different volunteer groups um, and, you know, they don't have expertise in this, right? They're, they're often coming and often this is like the first political reform they've worked on, you know, brings in a, you know, as I said, a really, you know, broad tent of people and having, you know, the ability to have y'all interface with election administrators and, you know, p- different stakeholders in the process, you know, just to provide information and to, you know, be like, this isn't some, you know, some scary thing that we're trying to, you know, inflict upon people, you know, we're just that that education element is just absolutely key. So yeah, I'm excited to continue collaborating. Absolutely. And, and you know, we, we look forward to meeting. We already know some of the folks that work in the state at the state level with Rank the Vote, but we look forward to getting to know more of them and slotting in where we can help best. Um, we, we want to make sure that we provide the information where it's needed. One of the resources we developed over the past year is something called Protect the Win. We worked with Democracy Rising. Um, They do a lot of the voter education side of things, our team. And then we also worked with Represent Us to create something called Protect the Win. It's a book, basically almost like a a workbook that you can use with your advocates. You can use um, with folks in your leadership team to help guide you about what does it look like to protect that win and get a first successful implementation after passage. We also feel like it can be used prior to that to help advocates understand that even before the bill passes, the legislation passes, the ballot measure passes. It gives you a lot of information about how to talk to your election administrators, how to um, understand what technical things have to happen, political defense, legal defense, all those kinds of things. Now that we're sort of laying the, the, the land for what we are going to do, what do you think the benefits of us working together more closely with your state organizations will be? Yeah, I think having that um, that kind of support is really important. I think something that really resonated with me in what you just said there was that having the ability to interface with people ahead of time is really important. If you if you protect the win afterwards, that's fantastic and it's really important. But if you can bring people in the room, you know, as thinking as an organizer, right? If we can bring people in the room ahead of time and say, you know, hey, this is what this reform is. This is how our educational effort will work. This is how we're going to support people. You know, if we can have those conversations really as early as possible and do that education and awareness building as early as possible, you know, that's, that's really fantastic. So I think that by us, you know, collaborating more, we can let you know when it's important that, you know, that you're in the room and that you're able to, you know, educate people um, early in the process before, before a win is even talked about (laughs) when it's, when it's just at the education stage. Absolutely. Um, And, and, all the education you all are doing on the front end works even better if it segues directly into the voter education side of things. So if we're already working together, we're already speaking the same language, we're speaking the language that that jurisdiction needs us to speak. You know, that's really important. It helps to it helps to create an environment where it's not, you know, there's not misinformation and disinformation and helps with understanding and people not to be confused by getting different messages. Yeah. Um, I, another thing that we, I feel like we can really help with too is election administrators' jobs 
are controlled by law. They're controlled by process and procedure. So often election administrators don't really like change, right? Especially change that they don't understand quite yet or that they think is going to cost them a lot more time because they also don't have time, resources, and money as we are underfunding our, our um, elections vastly. So one of the things that we can do is we, we can come in, talk with them, help them understand what it's going to take for them to implement. And, and honestly, they can be some of your best friends and your best allies as you as you work to do, you know, do the advocacy to get ranked choice voting into jurisdictions. Um, I feel like that's one place that we can, you guys help us make that relationship, but we can also in turn help you understand better what they're doing, what they're understanding and what questions they have. Because usually when they're against ranked choice voting, it's really not about being against it. It's really about the questions they have. And then then, you know, they, they can become allies to you or at least, you know, work alongside you as you as you push, as you get these laws um, in place and implemented. So we talked a little bit about Protect the Win. What are some other resources that you feel like are super beneficial to advocates? So one that I really need to shout out is the RCV Maps project that y'all did. Um, I just, you know, I see advocates on the ground using that daily to sort of, you know, highlight to their election administrators the, you know, different machines that are actually capable, RCV capable um, in their state. So, yeah, just just huge props to you for that, because before that, we had no idea what machines, you know, could even do. So, <laughs> So now we know, which is great. And listeners, I promise we did not pay him to say that, but in the next month or so, uh, the new version of the 2023 version of um, RCB Maps will be coming out. There's a, it's a new format, a little more clear. Um, it's, it's really great. I love the new format. I, I think it's going to be even more beneficial to the work that you're doing on the ground. Um, and it does help you understand what needs to happen in order to make this an implementable reform. So... I can't have you as a guest on my po- on this podcast and not ask you why you love RCB clips. The very first thing you ever said to me when I walked into the to the room where I met you in Chicago was, "Oh, you're that Kelly, RCB clips Kelly." And I pointed out RCB clips Chris across the room. What do you like about RCB clips? Yeah, I mean, you might guess for me being a huge YouTube junkie that I'm a huge podcast junkie. Um, and, you know, being the only game in town as far as RCV focused podcasts, I am such a fan. <laughs> so it's, um yeah, it's really exciting when I, you know, hear a guest come on and I'm like, oh, I know about them. This is so exciting. Um, and yeah, and as I said, with all the the travel that I do driving around, if I can have a good podcast to listen to that's uh, RCV focused, ooh, that is a nice sweet spot there. Yeah, that's definitely a double devil. We sure appreciate the the fans out there that do love our CD clips. Um, I, I think we do, you know, we're, we're reaching out to sort of a niche group of people. We talk a lot about implementation. We talk a lot about technical things. We talk a lot about partnerships and travel and the things we're doing, but hopefully it, it is a good edu- educational resource that you can share with folks on the ground, that you can share with your advocates, that you can share with folks that are helping with implementations um, in places where you do have successful campaigns happening. So our signature RCV Clips question is always, describe RCV advocacy in three words or less. Okay, well, being an advocate and knowing that there always has to be a call to action of some kind, I'm going to sort of um, combine that. So my three words are, tell your friends. I think that's perfect. And I think we could even say our three words for implementation is talk to your administrator. (laughs) Well, actually, that was a few more words than three, but that's all right. Talk 
to administrate. Yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll figure that one out. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop that. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll workshop that a little bit. Um, I asked the question. It doesn't mean I have to answer it, right? <laughs> David, thank you so much again for being a part of the podcast. We are so excited to see where our new partnership renewal goes with Rank the Vote. Um, I've worked with Celia before. I've worked with Nathan and with Monica and now with you. I'm so excited. You guys have a really great team. Um, of folks that are they're making some big impacts around the nation. So thank you for that. Um, and we appreciate you. Absolutely. Excited to see you at the next karaoke conference. Absolutely. And now for this month's final round, where we share an interesting bit of trivia, a useful tidbit, or just something we thought was cool for folks to know about ranked choice voting. Here's Sam Prescott with this month's final round. Did you know that there are a number of national organizations working on ranked choice voting as a reform in addition to rank the vote? Organizations like Represent Us and Fair Vote focus on advocating for the voting method, while organizations like Democracy Rising focus on voter and candidate education. RCVRC partners with these organizations to help ensure excellence in the RCV election administration process, making it this month's final round. Thank you for joining us today for our October 2023 RCB Clips episode produced by the Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center. You can find our show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to the show for the latest episodes and updates and take a minute to rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. For more information about RCVRC and Ranked Choice Voting, check out our website at rcvresources.org. Production of this podcast is supported by the generosity of our donors. Donations can be made directly on the website, and please don't hesitate to contact us with any donation questions at donate at rcvresources.org. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at rcvresources, and on Facebook and LinkedIn at Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at rcvrc. If you have a few minutes, fill out the listener survey linked in the show notes for this episode. The survey is short and will only take a few minutes of your time. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. Thank you. Our theme music today is Flutterby by Poddington Bear. Until next time, I'm Kelly on behalf of the Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center.